Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything. If you want to keep up with me, Lex, on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at justlexpage, J-U-S-T-L-E-X-P-A-I-G-E. And that's where you can find all of my social media content. It's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources I have to help you survive social media. And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast where wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, thank you for being here. But I'm so excited to start this new journey with you. So please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to. And hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy. Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, a paid media co-podcast all about surviving social media. We'll go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, interviews with some of the most badass business owners sharing their own experiences, and we'll learn all about the tools and resources you need to survive social media. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. Hello, happy Friday. How are you? How is everyone? I hope you are good. I hope you are heading into the best weekend of your whole entire life. I, at the time of you hearing this, if you're listening to it when it comes out, I will be on my best friend's bachelorette trip. So very excited for that. I'm also very excited to share with you what today's episode is going to be about. And if you normally skip through the intros and just get into the good stuff of the episode, please don't skip this intro because I have a rather large announcement that I need to make. So before I get into what the announcement is, I'm going to tell you a little bit about today's episode. So I was a guest on a podcast called The Social Sessions Podcast a couple weeks ago, and the episode has been live on their page for a couple weeks. We were kind of cross-recording to use for both of our shows. So that's what today's episode is going to be, is the recording from the Social Sessions podcast, and that is with Tara and Audrey. They are both incredibly sweet. We talk all about how to build a trusting relationship with your clients, how to start it as a social media manager, some truths about being, you know, a user-generated content creator, and what we can learn from the Kardashians, because at the time of recording, I had just recently taken Kris Jenner's masterclass. I promise one day this is not going to be a topic of any episode that comes out of this podcast, but um, we talk about it a little bit and just how the personal branding conversation comes back up when you're talking about the Kardashians. So that's the exciting news for the episode today. Again, this is from the Social Sessions podcast with Tara and Audrey. You can listen to it on any platform, wherever you like to listen. Same thing as everywhere you can find the Social Media Survival Guide. But okay, so really quick before we get into this episode, I want to tell you a little bit about what to expect from this podcast moving forward. So This episode is actually going to be the last episode before I take a little break. So you are currently listening to 
the season one finale of this podcast. Um, this is episode 22, and I looked back, so it I missed like three weeks, but I made up for it by multiple episodes coming out. So over the last 25 weeks, there have been 22 new episodes, so almost half of the year or a lot of it's a lot of episodes and it's been super incredibly crazy before i tell you why i just want to say thank you seriously thank you for being here thank you for listening to this i hope you know that it never ever ever gets old if you reach out to me and tell me that you listened to this if you leave a review if you tell a friend about it if you share it on your story like i cannot express in words how valuable that is to me it makes every single thing that i do worth it all i need is i'm a big words of affirmation person to begin with but all i need is one person to tell me that what i'm doing is helpful and it every minute of lost sleep <laughs> worth it not that i'm losing a ton of sleep but like there have been some pretty late nights putting together some of the content that I put out. So just hearing that it's helping you, please don't ever stop messaging me. Please, even while this show is on a break, please reach out. Please let me know what you need help with, what you have questions about. And I promise when it comes back for season two, it will be the same exact podcast that it is now. I was going to say it'll be back and better than ever, but everything's always continuously getting better. So as long as we're back to where we were, I will take it. So anyway, the reason that I'm taking this little break and it was kind of unplanned. I had actually originally planned to take the months of November and December off and kind of give myself like a little break at the end of the year. However, I've obviously been talking about it for a really long time. I'm sure you're sick of hearing it in these intros, but the social media survival guide is getting the revamp and the reintroduction to the world that it deserves. And because of that, what the podcast is is also going to be changing a little bit not from what it is now it's more so just on my end so at, right now what I'm doing with the podcast is every week I'm like okay what's relevant what do I want to talk about this week what did I make content about this week that I like extend on and make into a full length episode but moving forward because the guide is going to have an area where weekly full length trainings are coming out what I want to do is start linking the podcasts and the weekly YouTube video to whatever that full length training is about. So for example, if there's a weekly training about contracts, that would be a good week for me to put out the episode about the five things you need to make sure you're putting in your contracts. You know what I mean? So just making sure that it's a system, making sure it's possible for me to continue coming up with original ideas, make sure I'm not, you know, pushing episodes out just to push an episode out, which is not what I'm doing right now, but it's just when the guide revamp officially happens, it has to be just a little bit more organized and a little bit more strategically planned on my end. Like, don't get me wrong, these episodes are still going to just be jumping on here, casually talking. They're going to be educational in their own way. So like I said, nothing about this podcast, the episodes, the structure, literally none of that is changing. It's just how it's going to be organized and planned on my end is changing a little bit. So anyway, because the guide is going through all of these revamps, like I said, I was originally going to give myself a break after they came out, but now I'm realizing that it makes more sense to give myself the break while I'm finalizing them. And then when they come is when the second season of this podcast will officially come out. And again, everything will all be linked. So I'm so sorry if that puts like a damper on your day. I hate to think that I'm making somebody sad. Like I said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to actively be on my social media platforms. I will still be here. I will still be checking the reviews. I will still be making sure that, you know, this content is reaching who it needs to reach. But 
Again, just going to be taking a little, little tiny break. Thank you for bearing with me. If you have a podcast, you know that um, it might not seem like it, but it's actually a lot of work. So I'm really excited to get the second season together. I'm really excited to finally have the guides be launched and announced and out. I've put so much into them. And again, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Please don't go anywhere during this break. But yeah, let's get into the episode. Oh my god, I'm like honestly on the verge of tears because this is the last thing that I'll record for this podcast until the next season. But seriously, thank you. Like I said, reach out on Instagram, reach out on TikTok. My handle on both of them is at Page Media Co. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for your support. All of the time, you are the best. You are the most badass. I could not be more thankful for you. Okay, Let's hang out on Instagram while the show is on a break. I love you so much. Let's get into the episode and I will officially talk to you in season two. Okay, enjoy. Welcome back to the Social Sessions podcast, you guys. Today we're doing kind of a podcast swap and we have Lex Page on with us. We are so excited to have you. Um, Can you just give a little rundown of who you are kind of in relation to social media, I guess? Yeah. So hi, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for this swap. It is so great to be here with you guys. So my name is Lex. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, but I'm super lucky to work with clients from really all over the country. Um, thanks to the incredible world of social media. So about five years ago, I had a friend approach me and ask if I was interested in helping them with their Instagram account because they had an Etsy shop and they wanted to merge that Etsy shop kind of onto its own website and its own socials. So for $250 Venmo a month, I started helping her with her Instagram account. And five years later, it's turned into a lot more than a $250 Venmo on the side of my full-time job. Um, So now I am a full-time social media manager. Like I said, I work with people from all over the country um, in all different sorts of niches, industries. Um, Primarily, I do full-time management for a select few people. And then on the side, I offer just like standalone content creation. So I set up like VIP weekends with people. I travel to them. We do an entire weekend of their content and then they're set up for a couple months. But yeah, that's the super That's a cool setup. I like that you, I like that you'll travel to do like essentially just like a What's the word I'm thinking about? Just like express. Well, yeah, just like an express, like get all of your content in. But I think it's cool that you've you've found a way to do that when it's not in your area. Because we have a lot of clients where we have like service-based clients and we'll go in and work with them. But it's cool that you you were able to like expand that so it's not just your city. Um, I did have a question about your friend that asked you who had her Etsy account. Is there a reason she asked you specifically? Like was your personal account just really good or something? So yeah, this is always so weird. So I worked in the fitness industry and with the in, with the company that I worked for, with the position that I had with them, essentially being the social media manager of our studio's account just kind of like fell into the role of what I did because it was almost six years ago at this point, really social media management wasn't as established as it is now to be a standalone right. job. So it just kind of fell on me like in general, but then my personal Instagram account. Yeah. Like I, when I think back down, like, how did I even have the time to do this? Like I would really just spend a lot of time, like on my stories. Like remember when Spotify first allowed you to like share a song, like right to your oh my story. Gosh, that was huge. That was <laughs> Revolutionary. Huge. 
Yeah. And like, that's really just kind of what it stemmed from. Like I, not to say I was the first to do anything, but really in my like immediate group of friends, like I was really annoying, like on my Instagram story, just like constantly there all day and really just kind of utilized all of the features that Instagram was giving us at the time. So it was a mix of, she knew that I did some stuff with the gym socials slash she followed me on my personal account and was like, I need mine to look like this. <laughs> so yeah. that's how that happened. Perfect. So that's kind of your little backstory, not little, but your backstory. <laughs> the condensed version. The condensed sure. version yeah. of your backstory. So <laughs> we wanted to talk, I like to have other people who do what we do because I do like to get kind of their input on things and there's so much going on in social media all the time that it's just fun to kind of hear everyone's opinions. So we kind of have two topics that we're really going to get into today. And the first is one that I don't think we've ever talked about on this podcast, but we probably should have. And that is building a trusting relationship with your clients. I loved when you said that because I've really never dove into that either. Like I really have never... Obviously, it's something that you think about, but like a topic itself, I've really never dove into. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think a lot of times when people do tips, like people like us in our positions do tips of like how to create good content or how Mm -hmm. to like ideas for content. It's usually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all about content, but I don't think people realize like once you get a client, building that relationship with them is so important to how the whole relationship is going to work, how their content is going to work. Like the relationship affects the content and affects Mm -hmm. how their performance is really. Yeah. It makes, it is, uh, it makes a huge difference on the success of whether even the client's going to do well. And we've had a few situations where we could be a few months in and be like, this just isn't like, we're not connecting. And so the, it's not coming through in the content. So we should probably just Mm -hmm. like go our separate ways. Um, And so it's finding those clients that you connect with. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? Do you think if you don't have that good relationship with your clients, like how is that affecting your, your content and their overall performance? Yeah. I mean, their content itself, like number one, if you can't build the trust with them in general, I think it's going to be hard to produce anything like let alone whether you're producing something that they like or that they don't like because if you're not fully doing that research on who they are and really getting that understanding of who they are it's hard to transmit their business messaging and the client's messaging through their content um i think you made a lot of like really good points that you know you if that trust isn't there it turns into just a situation that doesn't work for anybody. Like you're constantly stressed out about getting an email back with a hundred revisions in it, or like, it's just impossible to convey Mm -hmm. that message if the trust in the prior relationship isn't there. And one of the most like memorable things that a client that I still work with today, she's almost one of my longest running clients. I love her so much, but she told me that when she was going through the process of finding somebody to work with in this capacity that I was the only person prior to getting on to our discovery call had done like any sort of research on her. Like we got on the call and I knew who she was. I knew what her business was. Like I had looked into it, not like in a creepy stalker way, but I'm just like, if I'm going to get on this call. Yeah. Um, And she said that that was like 
one of the only factors that like went into her fully deciding like you're it like I want to work with you because it was the to me it just seemed like a small thing (laughs) I was like I just wouldn't want to get on this call like not knowing anything or trying to come to you as the expert in social media if I haven't even looked at what you're doing or what you could be doing um so that always just kind of stuck out to me so like you know I know that's a little bit prior to like any of the content itself um and a little bit different than the content itself but I just think like even from day one like that very first impression that you make is going to determine whether they fully trust you or not yeah absolutely that's funny that she pointed that out because I Mm -hmm. would think the same thing as you like it's just It's like going into an interview. You look up the company that you're going to interview for. Otherwise, you go into it blind and you don't get the job. Well, and that's like exactly what happened. (laughs) Like she was just like – I didn't even like – not like ghosted these other people, but she's like even like on the call with them. It wasn't even like – like she said that they spent most of their discovery calls her just even explaining what she did. So like even us just getting on that call and me like kind of already understanding was like a deal breaker for her essentially. So, and now she's one of my, (laughs) I don't think any of my clients are going to listen to this, but I would say this anyway. She is like pretty much my favorite client because she puts so much trust into, (laughs) I mean, most of them know. (laughs) I'm like, if you, you, you already know who you are, but they, I mean, I love them all equally, but she's the one who's very much like she doesn't even look at what I'm posting that day you know what I mean like she's yeah. just very like yes I trust and that's you. Like, the kind of day. trust that I feel mm-hmm. like every person that works in social media dreams of yeah. because on the complete opposite and I'm sure you've had clients like this too I'm sure anyone listening to this has had clients like this where they are so micromanagey and you send them things and they have a million edits or they don't edit anything so you assume it's it's good and then it goes live and they and they take it down or you get emails saying this isn't good why did this go up and you say well i gave you two weeks to edit it and it's like when they get so involved like that and don't trust that you know what you're doing you can't nothing goes live ever Right. And that like immediate thing I have to say that is it's always such a weird situation because I feel like, at least for me, like a lot of my packages are built based off of the deliverables where it's like you Mm -hmm. get three posts a week, you get four posts a week. And it's like when that post goes live and you end up taking it down, like I've had clients be like, okay, I need you to make a new one for this week. And I'm like, well, no, that was our post like that. Yeah. Because you're like, I already made it. You're the one that didn't yeah. Approve, approve it. it. If you yeah. gave me the thing is, especially with that type of situation, I'm yeah. sure you have some sort of a timeline, right? Where you don't send yeah. it to them oh, yeah. the day of for edit. No. <laughs> so if you send it like, let's say a week in advance and they don't get back to you until day of saying they don't like it, mm-hmm. they don't get another one because they had That's a week to problem. decide. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I hate saying it. It's like somebody listening like outside of this who probably like who has no prior experience of how any of this works. They probably listen to this and they're like, wow, that's like kind of rude, but it's not like it's right. I gave you a lot of time. And that's the thing is like, you do have to make sure you're giving adequate time. I personally try to stay at least a week ahead just so that Mm -hmm. we know that nothing is really last minute. And it's so funny because like, I'm always so torn on this, like in general is like, I do love when my clients want to be involved. And I do love when they come to me with like this amazing idea. And I'm like, yes, let's do that. But then at the same time, when it gets like a little too 
overwhelming. I'm like, uh, I do kind of feel like you're not really trusting me with this one or yeah. like you send something and you're like so proud of it. And you're like, I know this will perform so well. And they send it back and they're like, let's change all of the things about it that yeah. I know are going to make it perform well. And you're it's like, like, this is what's trending. Like you have yeah. to trust that I do the research on what's trending, what hashtags are good. I've even had clients go as far as being like, I don't like the hashtags you're using. I have oh, a yeah. friend that told me to use these and I'm like, my friend i did like this is my job well i'm like, like go have your friend tell you which ones to use then <laughs> like yeah they're like you. or or i'll see that they delete all of the hashtags or like whatever <laughs> in the caption and replace them with their own and i'm like what is this what is this? but at the same time it's like they're the ones taking the time out of their day to do that so it's like yeah. I just want you to know I'm here to do that for you so that you don't have to <laughs> but right like- well I think that's the thing is that I like to I like to give some leeway too because we work with a lot of small businesses as I'm mm-hmm. sure most social media managers do and so I like to give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt where it's like people are always like this is my baby this is my business mm-hmm. I don't want to let go so like I get it I get that it's hard to let go but at some point you have to trust mm-hmm. that you hired someone for a reason, right? Like you wanted to take that off of your plate. So you have to trust the person that you hire. And that's why I guess hiring the right person is so important mm-hmm. too. And I think it evolves over time too. Like I think like it's very rare and it's kind of like almost like a red flag a little bit where like if in the first few weeks, like the like say you signed on this client, you went through your discovery call, they were an amazing match. like you can kind of tell like in those first few weeks if they're really not interested like at all that like that relationship is going to go one of two ways it's going to go in the way that like it's almost like pulling teeth to get them to like approve something or like they really just don't like aren't hands-on at all but then there's like the other way where it's like are they just trusting you like right from the beginning like it's always like such a weird situation when it's happening right from the beginning and I haven't been in that position a lot but like the times that I am, I'm like, mm, like, which way is this going to go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that there's on the other end of things too, it's not such a bad thing to let a client go. You know, if it just doesn't click, it doesn't click. If you know that you can't give them the performance that they want, if you can't help them grow their following or grow brand awareness mm-hmm. or whatever their goals are because of this relationship, it's okay to mm-hmm. at the end of their like three months, six months, year, whatever, be like, I don't think this is working. I think mm-hmm. you might work better with someone else. Like I re- respect mm-hmm. you obviously like be kind about it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with saying this isn't going to work. You're not going to get the results that you want mm-hmm. because this well, is there- – you know, I've let go, like, I would say like 90% of the time, anytime a relationship with a client has ended, it's kind of been because of me. Like, I'm the one that goes to them and is like, listen, like, things are changing on my back end. And I just don't know if I'm going to be able to provide like what you're looking like things like that. Like, I don't know, this like kind of comes from like my personal life, but, like I will hold myself accountable. Like if I know that I did something wrong or like if I know that I'm not right for something like I'm the first person because the thought of like being embarrassed a month from now when like nothing's changed you haven't grown their account they haven't seen any sales like if I know that I'm not going to be able to provide what will be most beneficial for them and like I've had this conversation or I've had this situation with another client too where the longer we got into it, the more I realized that like, I'm not good at replicating their brand voice. Like their brand voice was just so 
specific. They were really popular on Twitter and like Twitter is just its own world. Twitter is hard. Yeah, Twitter is very hard. It's very brand voice and you have to spend so much time even just consuming content on Twitter Mm -hmm. to understand what's going on. Like people will be posting like full on tweets that like I feel like they're in like another language but like it's just because it's what's trending on there and I'm like unless you're it's the same with any platform like unless you're spending that time on there and really consuming it and I knew like in my day-to-day life I didn't have enough disposable time to fully embrace what Twitter was to really learn what the community was like so the more we got into it like I offered to decrease their package. I was like, listen, I just like, don't feel like I'm right for the Twitter aspect of this. Like we can take this out and continue doing it elsewhere. But like Twitter was just too weird for me. I was like, I wish that I liked it, but I didn't. And it was just so hard. I feel like Twitter's the one thing, like I think most social media managers are pretty visual. Mm -hmm. And I think Twitter's the one thing, anyone that I know that's been hired by like a company to do tweets was somewhere in between a copywriter and a comedian. Like yeah, they the were thing. really witty. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, really witty really. and they're really good at getting their point across quite quickly. And short. Yeah, yeah, and like that's a talent. Like that's a whole separate skill set. And like it, the whole thing started because I was just sharing their Instagram posts to their Twitter, like how it will automatically post it there, like if they're all connected. Yeah. And they had come to me and they were like, hey, like, could we add in a couple extra tweets, like just tweets, not social media posts being transferred over there. And I was like, yeah, it's not a problem. Like they're super quick to write. And then like it was like maybe two months into it. And I was like, I'm not good at this. Like, no. <laughs> like yeah, it's not I was like, I'm not that. meant for this. No, I was like, and I took like I went to them and said it. So I think it's great that you did that though. Like normalize saying that you're not great at everything. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I think it's great to push yourself out of your comfort zone and try new things. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work, like go back to the drawing board, practice it a little more before you offer it as a service. You know. What I was thinking is like, you almost have to specialize in like a certain amount of social media platforms. And Mm -hmm. to learn a whole nother one is just like exhausting. So maybe even we've, we've wondered when we're structuring the agency, like maybe we have somebody that's like an expert at LinkedIn, an expert at Twitter, an expert at, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're all so different that it is impossible for one person to know how to like manipulate Mm -hmm. the algorithm with words or whatever it may be. And like you said, you have to be, on most platforms at least, you have to be pretty invested in what's going on. Like I've talked about this before where even I take a week off of TikTok, like I'm just off it a little bit. I come back, I'm like, what are these sounds? Like I've been gone for five days and I don't know what's going on. I don't know what any of these trends are. And the thing is, is like Twitter moves even faster than TikTok, like in my opinion. Like you're not pushed as much content as quickly, but like Twitter moves on quickly. Like, and that was what I realized was it was more of like, you have to show up every single day and do this. Mm -hmm. Like Twitter wasn't really something that you could like schedule tweets out in advance. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there were just so many things that went into it that I was like, I'm not right for this have legal teams I took, I was in I was in like a very creative major in college and I literally had one of my professors be like 
what you're really getting from this is the people it was like very much it's the people you meet along the way but like in college terms yeah. right it was like what you're getting is networking i'm like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have debt for networking yeah, right <laughs> like that's insane. That I still pay off. I'm like So like creative jobs like this. We we talk about college every now and again on this podcast, but it's just like a such a funny thing in a creative job. Mm-hmm. Because like you Not said, sweet. everything changes so fast and so quickly. Everything it's something that you might have learned. Relevant. Yeah. Like something you mm-hmm. might have learned freshman year might not be applicable by junior yep. year. The only thing, one of the only things that like 100% I still carry with me to this day was I took a brand and design class. Like it was more and like our entire project for the whole year was building a business from the ground up to the point where like we literally had to find like land for sale or like a building for sale. Like it was so cool. And then we had to like literally come up with like the services menu and like price everything and like brand it like that's what I carry with me mostly, like not so much the actual like marketing tactics or anything. And it's funny because so I almost every time I've had a guest on, we talk about college because I'm always so fascinated with what people went to college for and what they ended up doing, like especially in this field, because like even when I was in college for marketing, like Facebook groups were the biggest thing. Like it was, and it actually wasn't even groups. It was just Facebook pages where you could like, like somebody's page. Like that was the extent of social media marketing really. So it's like, just so crazy. Like I'm sure now there's literally classes about like social media specifically where like when I went to college, that wasn't really a thing, but like, yeah, it's just wild. It's mm -hmm. just so, even if you find courses online, like they can be outdated. You know what I mean? Which is is just, I had somebody get me a, an Instagram book, like a client or something. And I was like, oh, that was sweet. And I, it literally was written in like 2012. Oh, it was like an actual, I thought you meant like a photo album. Like Like it was like an actual (laughs) book about Instagram. Like, and how to be good at it and stuff. I should find it. Imagine writing a book about like how to be good at Instagram when you could just go on Instagram and learn how to be good at Instagram. That's the thing. And I say that all the time. I'm like, I have... I like to call them guides. I don't like to call them courses, but like I do have products like that that are designed to help people step into this industry and also designed to help businesses with their own socials. But I say it all the time. Like you don't have to purchase a single thing. Like all you have to do is physically get in there and do it. Like, especially if you want to become a social media manager, like find somebody who will let you work hands-on on their account. And I promise you will learn more than you will well, and else. there's so many free resources too. I yeah, totally agree tons. with what you say. Like mm-hmm. also use your own account, like mess yeah. around with your own account. Mm-hmm. I kind of did that. I was explaining this to someone the other day. I said I had like really bad imposter syndrome when I started doing this and I was like, why yeah. do people trust me doing their accounts? So then I started taking my own account seriously and mm-hmm. grew my own account. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I know what I'm doing. <laughs> But like mess around with your own account, see what works, see what doesn't. And like TikTok is full of resources. I was just yesterday, (laughs) literally yesterday, I was like, I want to refresh on Pinterest. Like I want to, because I learned about the Pinterest creator fund a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what can I do to get us to these, you know, whatever standards, things Mm -hmm. that you need to get into the creator fund? And this girl was like, this is how you're going to get keywords. This is how you're going to look. This is where you can put them. Like all these things. Like I've been using Pinterest. 
but she was telling me all these things I didn't know about. And then I go on the app and I'm like, oh my God, she was right. All of these things <laughs> are right here, right in front of my face. You can just learn so much mm-hmm. online from people that are just willingly telling you. And that's the thing. Like, I'll have conversations in my DMs with people all day who are like, telling me like, oh, I joined this person's Facebook group and I tried to ask them a question and they just sent me the link to like book a one-on-one session with them. Mm. And I'm like, I get it like to an extent, like I don't have a lot of disposable time to just like be sitting in my DMs. Right. Somebody will message me and be like, I don't know, where do I find this audio? And I'm like, it takes me literally five seconds to send it to you. Like, I'm so more than happy to help. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being one of those people that's like, here's all of this stuff. Like, just take it because like, there's room for all of us at this table. There really like, is. It's not. Yeah. Like, the, I hate when people are like, oh, the industry's saturated. Like, so many people are getting into it. And I'm like, people are getting, that's people are so getting insane. into it, but are they good at it? Like, people that's are getting the thing. into it, like, but everybody needs it. And now it's like an act. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we've talked about too. Yes, like, are you good? Not everyone that gets into it is good at it, but we've talked about too where people are just starting to take social media seriously. It's such a new industry. There's no yeah. way that it's oversaturated this yeah. new in the game. You know what I mean? Just when companies are starting to allot mm-hmm. finances, like so certain amounts it, to yeah. go towards, yeah, towards social media. Yep. there's no way that it's there's there's not enough jobs or there's like too many right. people doing this you know so i took um i don't know if you guys are like familiar with the kardashians or like follow them at oh, all so chris them. jenner I love the, I love <laughs> okay the kardashians. yeah so chris jenner did a personal branding masterclass. oh yeah I, that. I, I took you it you did it yes and it was like i went into it with like purely entertainment value. I was like, really, what right. am I going to get out of this? That's like revolutionary new information. I was like, yeah, I was like, I just love the Kardashians. So I'll watch this no matter what. Some people are like, there's good master classes on there. Some people are just coming out with them, especially the brand master class. I'm like, you guys are just getting people with a big following now. That it was the same thing with like her class. Like a lot of the marketing tactics were very outdated. Like she mm. put a lot of emphasis on posting on Instagram three times a day. And I was like, I saw that. I saw a TikTok. I saw a TikTok of a girl the other day that was like, I did Chris Jenner's masterclass. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to watch it. And a girl was like, she told her kids to post three times a day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and post on TikTok Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. But she apparently was like, TikTok is like throwing a free for all. Yeah, yeah, like they didn't know it. And I saw someone comment that was like, tell her to come to me. Like, I know how to do that. I literally was like, I'm about to send Chris Jenner an email and be like, hi, do you guys need like a little TikTok run through or what? Because it's so funny because like the whole class itself was like really good. It was just really hard for me to take what she was saying and like imagine that it applies to like the general population like they came up with instagram and like they started when instagram was really kind of new plus they had the following already from everybody who watched their show right so like what she was saying was very like oh just get sponsored content like start making content for brands like just become a brand influencer like she said all of these things like it was just like anybody could do you have to you have to get to that point first where a brand wants to work with you Mm -hmm. and I was like and it's just so hard because like she gave this example of like she used these like neck patches or something I think it was called like spin skinspa and 
she said that she got a partnership with them just from posting about them like on her Twitter. And I'm like, but that's so different than if somebody But also, Kris Jenner, I hope you know that you do have about 100,000 followers. And I don't know if you know this, Kris Jenner, but there – yeah, there are people that are on Instagram with – I don't know if you know this, less than 1,000 followers. (laughs) Oh, that was another thing. She said, like, literally verbatim – this is so funny because just this morning I – for my podcast episode this week, I'm doing a recap like of the whole class. Oh, and yeah, it was kind of funny because I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm being mean. But at the same time, like the, just the best way I can explain it is like if you only had $180 to spend somewhere in your business, like this probably wouldn't be the best investment. Oh, wait, but that? like entertainment wise, like it was worth every penny. But like she <laughs> like verbatim said your following equals your financial success. Like literally word for word. And I was like, I would love to speak to you about that because like it's that's not it. There's no way she thinks that's true because if Instagram went 100%. away, they'd lose all their money. Like that's not true. I know. And I was There's like no way she can believe that. Yeah, it was wild. Like, some of the things were just so, like... You know she didn't write that. She probably literally... No. Like, she just was like, she I'm here, I have it. to film this master class. Yeah. Yeah. It was hey, funny so- because, like, throughout the whole thing, like, from the beginning, she was very, like, reserved and, like, spoke a little bit quieter. And then, like, by the end, she was like... She was, like, was like, let's okay. go, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, I did want to jump off on from a little bit ago when you were talking about influencers and Kris Jenner just told everybody to get brand deals. We wanted to talk about user generated content too, which I like that you brought this up in the email because the last like month or so, my whole TikTok, it went from being like, this is how you can be an influencer to everyone now being forget about being an influencer, be a UGC creator. And I'm like, that's great, you guys, but you do still have to like work with the brands you know what I mean and that's the thing like I think a lot of people like there always seems to be this like wave of like you get to work from home you get to make your own hours you get to charge as much as you want like it used to be social media management as a whole and then it kind of shifted into being an influencer and now Mm -hmm. it's kind of shifting into the UGC thing and I have had issues with the way that people present a lot of this industry as a whole like I hate when people are like 10k months like take my course and I guarantee you'll make that because mm-hmm. I'm like mm, can you so like I'm already like a little salty towards that in general but like I think what what dream a lot of people are being sold with the UGC is that like you can just like pick up something around your apartment and make a video with it and post it and that brand will immediately want to work with you and like it just yeah. doesn't work like that and, like you have to have like the skills to talk to people, like you have to have the time to be sending out these like pitches and presentations to brands. Like it's so much more than I think people realize. And yeah, yeah, I do think I'm- they do make it sound like the brand. Once you decide that you want to be a UGC creator, the brands just come crawling to you. It's and simply- that's the thing. Like they don't. Like you right. still have to present yourself like in a professional way. You have to understand how. The communication works you have to understand how your payments work and like the rights that you're giving these people for this content yeah. like there's the so rights much is a whole it. other thing that i don't think people understand i don't even understand it <laughs> i'm like i know what some of it means i 
also totally agree with you on the way that this whole industry is presented as a whole. I've seen way too many of those videos where it's like, I was at my nine to five making this much, like $3,000 a month. And now I make $10,000 a month. I can take a vacation anytime I want. Like, I'm like, okay, so can you technically work from anywhere? Yeah, if there's good enough Wi-Fi. But do you also not really have any boundaries? Like my work-life balance plummeted once I went full-time into social media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just me. Like maybe I'm just not good at making boundaries. But I just think that this industry is very much either glorified in the way oh, of yeah. like self-employment, being your own boss, that type of glorification, or it's people who don't understand this industry who love to be like, it's the interns. The interns yeah. are doing it. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. So neither of you are right. Right. And yeah. that's my thing too with like oh you can work anywhere like have you ever actually tried to work on the beach like it's actually really oh my gosh it's it's hard (laughs) yeah the glare like this is like the stupidest (laughs) complaint but i was trying to do it one time and i was like does somebody have a towel i have to like put a towel over my head (laughs) because i can't see or you're trying to edit something and you're trying to do like a really precise cut on a video Mm -hmm. you have to redo it like four times because it's not working the one time I took, like, a couple years ago, so in, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Charleston, so, like, we're on the beach, like, two miles from the beach, and the one time that I ever tried to bring my computer there, I got a piece of sand stuck in my keyboard, and my L button uh, wouldn't work. Like, I literally, all. yeah, like, I had to, like, go to the Mac store and be like, I got sand in my keyboard, and they were like, just pop the key out, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, like, and I don't know stop. how to do that. Can you yeah. please pop the key out? Yeah, oh, <laughs> Apple Care, man, I live, I Apple live by it, swear by it. but like it's so there's just so many things and even like the self-employment I'm like do you know at what point you have to go from like an LLC to like an S-Corp or C-Corp like or do you know that you have to like pay for an accountant like there's so many things that people just don't talk about and it's because their content wouldn't get views if they talked about like the hard things so exactly I'm always like so torn on that topic because like it's kind of the same with UGC too, where it's like mm-hmm. again, like you still have to present to companies, mm-hmm. you still have to get the clients, but you have to like also make a portfolio. You can't just have mm-hmm. one video and think that you're. You can't just think you can email a company and then be like, oh yeah, like I have no proof of the fact that you can actually do work, but we'd love to work with you. Like it takes time and it takes work Mm -hmm. just like anything else it's still work and i get where they're coming from like all of these videos where it's like you don't have to build a following Mm -hmm. blah 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 but then at the same time i think there's also some companies that are still just working with influencers they're not at the point Mm -hmm. where they want to work with ugc creators yet you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so it's again like you're only seeing the highlights of it where it's like Mm -hmm. you don't need a following you can do it from your home you can wear sweats all day whatever which like are all very valid points and they're all very true it's just like every action comes with a reaction so it's like Mm -hmm. for you know you could make six figures this month doing it but do you know how to manage your money after you make those six figures or like you might get 50 inquiries from businesses but do you know how to properly manage your time to be able to fulfill all of them like within the time frames that they need like there's just so many other skills that come with it rather than just I've seen some people too that are like they're like it's an easy equation a thousand dollars a month 10 clients and I'm like 
So right off the bat, one person managing 10 clients. Impossible. Kind of a lot. Kind of a lot, especially if you've never done this full time. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. We we made a whole video about the, the like truths to being a social media manager that people don't, or not a whole video, a whole podcast. It was like it. five yeah, five things that we wish. Yeah, we like knew. five things that mm-hmm. that we wish we knew before we started in this. And like, don't get me wrong, I love this job, but there are it is like portrayed in that's a very the thing. Like, I love way. what I do. Like, mm-hmm, totally. Like, I love what I do. I would not trade it for really anything, unless I, I like. I don't think there is anything I would trade what I do for. So, like, it's never a complaint. It's just the it's a job and a job comes with work and it comes with skills that are needed and it's more than just waking up one day and deciding that that's what you want to do so like that's what gets to me is when people make it sound like it's easier to do than it is when I'm over here like working as hard as I possibly can yeah like struggling (laughs) I'm like please like I need 24 hours without having to log into Instagram and it's like you don't realize that like over time like you like I haven't logged into my personal Instagram account in probably two years like you don't realize that over time like working in this industry so much like you don't want to spend your extra time like on social social media media. yeah Yeah, so it's like you again like trade-offs so yeah it's exactly it's it's a sensitive topic with a lot of people are there any other kind of things that you get asked all the time that we could go over here like any common questions that you get about social media or just from your followers or listeners i recently worked with a company where all i did all day was talk to people that we potentially hired as ugc creators and there were a lot of things like in their initial emails that we would receive that really not like turned me away from like wanting to advance with them but like something that i see all the time is like people putting directly either in their portfolio or like in their intro email like explaining what UGC is and explaining what a UGC Uh like creator Mm -hmm. is and I'm like just so you know like any company who has the budget to be investing in something like UGC I guarantee what it is yeah like I guarantee that person's screening it so to and like if you're working with a lot of small businesses like they might need to know exactly what that is but that's really the only thing is like i just see that so often and i'm like if i have to read the definition of ugc one more time today like i never want to see it again you're like i know it because i'm looking for a ugc creator (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm like the ad was posted for that like we know what it is so it just seems very copy and pasted sometimes but that's okay because everybody's learning and there's a lot of new people in this industry that i'm not trying to like tear down or like say you're doing right. anything wrong. I'm just like, yeah. trust that when you're sending those emails, the people who receive them know, they know what that is. Yeah, know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I don't think we've hired for a UGC creator before, but that's definitely, we just use influencer content as UGC. A lot. Yeah, I think it's a bonus when you get both, right? Like an influencer with some, that's amazing mm-hmm. at content. I think that's part of the reason micro-influencers do so well because they put a lot of effort a lot of times not everyone they do but a lot of times they'll put a lot of effort into their content yeah because they're like trying to trying to grow but i think that happens a lot with super small influencers or super small creators it's because they're not tainted by yeah they just put Mm -hmm. so much energy into into their content 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like versus like sometimes you see big creators and they're like, "Here's the outfit they sent me," and that's mm-hmm. the whole video. Yeah. And you're like, well, and I has- and I like it, but. And that's the thing, and it's not to keep bringing everything back to the Kardashians, but like inherently, <laughs> like the Kardashians aren't really good at making social media content. Like it's right. not like they're posting like the perfect formula of a video, and it's not like they just already have that cult like following, which like should be your goal as a creator is for people to not necessarily rely on the algorithm to bring you bring them your content like you should want them to like search you and like see what you're posting every day um but it's just funny because like you said like these bigger creators will put the outfit on and take a five second video and be like i got this from so and so boutique and that's the whole video whereas in like micro delivered that it would be a little bit different yeah Yeah. and i think it's fine if if the company is fine with that and sometimes they'll put in a little more effort for someone that they really like or a company mm-hmm. that they really like or whatever. But a lot of times, yeah, it is just tags and mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah, like you can just do it. Also, did you see that Adam Missouri like responded to Kylie saying make Instagram yeah. the way it was again? Yeah, I was waiting for that. As soon as I saw it on Kim's story, there was like 100,000 people that signed this petition. And I understand that that's like really not that many in – it you know, the grand is, scheme of influencer or in mm-hmm. Instagram users, but it's enough to make them be like, mm-hmm. talk about it. And when you have really high profile, I saw a lot of really big influencers too post about it. Did you where see I'm Chrissy like, Teigen's tweets at him? No, she tweeted at him. Oh my God. When we get off, I'll either find it and send it to you, but it's like this whole thread of like Chrissy Teigen just being like her sassy Chrissy Teigen self and like her and Adam Sorry just like going back and forth. It's so so funny. funny. Yeah. I think that they've gotten, I think Instagram's gotten a lot of hate in the last few months, especially probably this whole year, gotten a lot of hate, but I think recently they just... Everyone's like talking about it. If you're, hours. <laughs> yeah, if you're in, if you're on Instagram as more than just the casual viewer, mm-hmm. if you either have a business you're trying to promote, or mm-hmm. you're a celebrity, or you're an influencer, or you work in the space, whatever it is, people are pissed. Like people, I was listening oh to a podcast God. this morning and they were talking about it, and they're like, you know how they said, you know how when we were younger and like Facebook used to make a change, or even Instagram, mm-hmm. depending on. When you were on it, you were like, this sucks. And then like a week later, you're like, I'm used to it. They were like, I think Instagram just expects us to keep getting used to things. But when yeah. you throw like seven different changes at us in a week. In a week. I'm like, it's harder, it's harder to get used to it or just constant changes. It's like every two weeks, there's a new large change. So we don't we don't even have time to adjust. We're still thinking about the Instagram that is ex- existed right. like months ago. Well, and that's so I had on my story today. Um that I'm not one to back down from a challenge. Like I'm always up to like figure out what the new thing is. Like when reels first came to Instagram, like I remember being like trying to at least be like this voice of reason. Like, listen, like this is just how it goes. Like I was doing this when it really switched from like Facebook dying out and Instagram really becoming the thing. So it's like, I've kind of been through this like cycle before and I'm not like panicking about it and like when reels first became a thing like I remember trying to be this voice of reason being like listen like 
the harder you push it away, the more you're just going to feel overwhelmed by it. Like the, the sooner that you can just embrace that, like, this is what's happening, the easier it will become. And I feel like that happened for a lot of people. Like, I feel like there are so many people that a year ago were like, I would never show up on video. And now they're talking on their story every day. And like, it's not a new thing. Like there's a reason like when commercials became a thing, like on TV, like the very first commercial ever made, people were probably like, what is that? That's so weird. Like we're so used to just like seeing flyers that like now it becomes the same thing. Like video has just always progressed marketing in general and it's scary to change but like even yesterday I it took me 30 minutes and a phone call to explain to one of my clients how to upload a reel on their personal account because like I just post everything you always do it yeah yeah and I'm like it should not take me 30 minutes to teach somebody how to upload a reel like that's absurd there's just a lot a lot going on on Instagram it's a lot I Loved this conversation. It's always nice to just have like a truly conversational. People that know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because I'm sure you have people like this too where you talk about it. Like you're just your friends. You talk about something and they're like, I couldn't care less. I could not care. (laughs) Stop talking to me about it. For sure. That's my So it's nice to (laughs) – he's like, and you're done. And you're not working anymore. You're off the clock actually. Yep. He's like, stop talking about Adam Sorry. It's like (laughs) – well, I love this conversation. I'm excited for thank both of our audience to hear it. Yeah. And thank you so much for agreeing to do this this oh little gosh, swap thank you with guys us. For your time. Yeah, I would love to. I had a great time with you guys. You guys are very easy to talk to. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's me again, your host, Lex. I would love if you came over to Instagram and hung out with us at the Social Media Survival Guide. You can also find my personal slash business account at Page Media Coach. Just make sure we're staying connected in your favorite places. If you or anybody that you know is interested in being a guest on here, please DM me. Again, the quickest way to reach me is going to be at Page Media Co. But make sure you follow at the Social Media Survival Guide just to stay up to date with everything that's going on on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.